BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Packages by Expedia. You were made to be rechargeable. We were made to package flights, hotels, and hammocks for less. Expedia. Made to travel. It's time for more. Page 7 of Wizard and the Bruiser present Release the Butthole Cut Tour. Coming to you in September and October. Where are we heading in September, Jackie? We're going on September 12th. We're going to Nashville. We're going on September 13th to Atlanta, Georgia. And then we're going back to my hometown September 14th of Tampa, Florida. In October, October 3rd, we're going to be in Detroit, Michigan. October 4th, we're going to be in Columbus. And October 5th, we're going to be in Pittsburgh. Nice. Page 7 and Wizard of the Bruiser present Release the Butthole Cut Tour. You can find tickets at lastpodcastnetwork.com, baby. This one goes out to all you barbistas out there. I want to push you around. Well, I will. Well, I will. Definitely got to be Barbie I girl. I want to push you down. Well, okay. I will. Well, I will. I want to take you for granted. <laughs> it is not the song. You thought maybe I would sing the Barbie song. Yeah. You thought maybe I, there's many other songs that I could sing. But of all of the songs, that's what was in my head. Head as I left the movie theater last night. Um, welcome to page seven. You know, I never say welcome to page seven. Hey, welcome to page seven, everybody. It's your host, Jackie. I'm the guy that does it, and MJ's here too. Yeah, welcome to page seven. Jackie, <laughs> why are we talking about Ow, that song? What a promo. Can what a promo. That? Yeah, can we use that as a commercial? Because wow, I was I was like, oh my God, if you didn't listen to this show before, you have to now. Yeah, I love the go, idea. People that. have been listening for years not knowing what show they were listening to or who we were because yeah. we used it. I think you had a time where you introduced ourselves and then the music kind of took over. Yeah, um, well, you know, branding's the... out, not being good at promoting yourself is in. Yeah, so that's why I, that's why I'm an influencer, yeah, you know? Don't ahead. promote yourself. <laughs> Anti-promotion. There you go. With the advent of X Technically, butt sex, I we guess... are now unable to... <laughs> X.com. <laughs> X.com, which they can't even really figure out how to make work because it's trademarked by Microsoft and then also I think even Zuckerberg has some trademarks on X, so so all they were able to do is change the bird only on the website into an X, but it's still completely a blue bird and everything else on the Already app. screaming about Twitter. You got to get <laughs> off of it. Just I've been off of it for years. Well, it's great over here. I, I cannot. There's so much light and happiness. But it's, over now here, it's guys. such a clown show. I know, but watch it. You can't watch it from afar. I'm, I'm about to watch it from Jafar, but it's. Watch it's it like from Jafar because I want you to be evil. <laughs> 
Take I off your clothes. No, I've got the it's, it's in the thing. It's in the movie or whatever. But anyways. Take off your clothes. Yeah, yeah. In Aladdin, right? Yeah, he I says, remember. Take off your clothes. There's all the, it's one of those. Yeah, when, wait, remember. wait, Jackie, you don't know. That's like the classic horny Disney thing besides the priest boner and Little Mermaid. Only is no the priest part. boner. The, the, the three things. There's the priest boner and Little Mermaid. There's the take off all your clothes in Aladdin. And there's the. Uh, sex when in the clouds. Somebody dies and it says sex in Lion King. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. How did you. You've really never heard this. At one point no. in the balcony scene, who whispers it? They they whisper, "Take off your clothes." <laughs> I, I, Jackie, you have to I give me more than this. You if about. you if you if you're so excited about this, give me all the facts. Okay, so take take off your clothes. Can you this can you gonna... help back me up, MJ? Yes, I agree with you. this. Was at didn't. Weren't you ever in like in someone's basement and someone's like, guys, let me blow your mind. Yeah. There's all this secret sex stuff in Disney movies. And you're like, no, there's not. And they're like, yes, there is. Who has a VHS of Aladdin? And then you fast forward to the balcony scene and you re- rewind it over and over, listening to the vague sound of somebody saying, take off all your clothes. Yeah. It is there. It is there. Ooh, It's one of those like, old right. school VHS. Is it Jafar saying it, though? I can't remember. No, it's I remember very little I'm trying to look Aladdin. up who says it. Because I need it. to know if I should be made horned by this Wasn't it just like the bird or whatever says it, it or whatever? Bird. <laughs> uh, who is who makes, who makes you horniest in Aladdin? I mean, obviously, Jafar. Jafar. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, it'd be, but that, I think that 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 again harkens back to Lord Licorice. Okay, here we go. This quip, this quip occurs. I'll during bring a... up Lord Licorice to my dying day. He said right. again, so referencing upsetting. a conversation we may have had yeah, four yeah, yeah. years ago on the show. <laughs> right, right, right. You want to fuck the Candyland people? Time freezes during page Not seven the recording. Children. So this quip Just occurs. Just Princess Frostine and Lord Licorice. This quip occurs during a scene in which Aladdin in the guise of Prince Ali flies up to Jasmine's balcony on his magic carpet to convince her that he is not just another self-absorbed, empty-headed prince. When Aladdin steps on the balcony, Jasmine's tiger, Raja, threatens him and backs him up against the sea- the railing. As Raja growls, Aladdin tries to shoo him away with his turban and then purportedly whispers, good teenagers, take off your yes, clothes. Yes, I forgot about the good teenagers Ooh, part. Good teenagers part. That's a yeah. very important part, guys. I won't get into the part where this got debumped by Snopes. Uh, so we'll just keep it moving. I think it's real. Yeah, keep it moving. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who can trust those people? No. What are they doing? The actual research? Hell no. I'd rather take your 12-year-old word for it. There you go. Thank you. But don't take my word for it. Take a look. It's in a book. Sorry, I just got reading rainbowed uh, when you said don't take my word for I, it. Technically, I think MJ and I just got reading rainbowed. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Remember that show? Hey, gumshoes. Remember that show? <laughs> is it, is, did this did page seven just become remember that show remember that one time remember gummy bears remember how they bounce here and there that way remember that show yeah <laughs> where where in the world is common sense remember that show okay, just because there is a strike and there's no entertainment being made right now you know there are exactly two things we can talk about and yes. it is Barbie and Oppenheimer yes yes and none of us got to see Oppenheimer no. I, well that's also because we got tickets too late I have to wait until next week because I have partner which I understand we're, we're going to go see it in a 70 millimeter but it was in LA you couldn't find a 70 millimeter theater that was had any thought like tickets that weren't in the front row 
between now and a week and a half from now, wow. which is insane. That's why I'm loving it. The 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 frenzy, the Barbenheimer frenzy. That, you know, we love a collective experience, and most of our collective experiences lately have just been trauma. And so this is like a collective romp, <laughs> and I'm enjoying the collective romp that everyone is going. I don't, Jackie. I want to hear about your Barbie going experience. I loved it. Yeah, and I definitely went in just being like. Oh my god, I might love this movie, and then I totally did. Yeah, and uh, you know, I know that this is the last thing that I should probably say about this movie, especially with what it is about. Um, but Ryan Gosling stole yeah. that movie. Yeah, I like. Leave I mean, it, Margot leave it to a good man. Am I right? <laughs> I, I mean, that's the problem. This is the whole thing. It's, that's my problem. It's a good thing there's a man so around bad. to carry yeah, the film. To steal that I so yeah. bad. Margot Robbie is unbelievable as Barbie. She really fucking is. She is like, she does an unbelievable job. So does everybody in the movie. Like, everyone brought their A game. And it's so cool that, like, while they're making this movie, they know we are making a cool, fun, yeah. weird movie. Yeah. And this is, like, I feel like everyone showed up and brought their A game and was just like, we're going to do this the way it's supposed to be done, which is so cool I'm excited. I'm going on Wednesday, uh, and I'm really, really, and I have no plans to go to Oppenheimer. Someone DM'd me asking what, what side of the... What side of the street do I lay on? And I lay on the Barbie side. I've got my pink shirt ready to go. I'm so excited to see. But uh, but shout out to all you guys doing the costume change, double feature. That is the real... Uh, good work. It's a lot there. Of that's a lot of movie, and that's a lot of just forethought. They're they're coming in in like Oppenheimer themed, very plain, very like time like period piece style outfits, and then they're switching into this pink. It's a fun movie. It is You're a right. fun movie this- going experience too, because everyone's like clapping in the audience. Yeah. Like yeah, you could feel everyone. Like it was such a cool experience. That's great. And honestly, I saw this this headline or whatever tweet or whatever it was X or whatever it was. <laughs> but um, man, that letter's really fucking my life up. Right between Max. And now it's just, what is it with X? This is the year of the X. Year of X. So dumb. Uh, did you see on X? Everyone was talking about yeah, this Max Axe. show. This Max show. About called, Max. Called the Ox. <laughs> but um, uh, what was I even saying? Uh, something about You were talking Barbie. about how the you saw a tweet about. Oh, saying this is probably the last big, like, movie event like this for a really long time because of the strikes and everything so really mm. soak this in i mean this is this is probably going to be or I want. I wonder if it's the marks the beginning of the end of movie theater culture, just like because it's like. Ho- Don't say that. I love the movies. I know, and they're but everything's bombing except for like. Heartbreak, Heartbreak feels, feels good, good in here. a place like, like that. I know. I agree. It feels good in a place like that. <laughs> Everything feels good in a place like that. Oh. You know what I mean? Somehow, some way, but uh, also anyways. I love to. This happens every once in a while in L.A. theaters, but you know, with the Nicole Kidman thing, and like usually get like a. Right, or everybody says it along, and or every. But last night, yes, everybody was like saying it along with it, which was a lot of fun. It was just fun, and but also not fun because there was also like I cried at one point. I heard it's very gut wrenching. There's a lot of stuff about. You know, and uh, so I did a Barbie episode I'm very excited to put out for Wisdom the Bruiser, and we had Marie on, Jake's lovely lady, uh, who uh, is had a lot of great insights that totally connected to the movie and in terms of her relationship with her mother, right? And the sort of weird expectations that get set up by a mother 
getting a bunch of Barbie dolls for their kid and being like, look, I want you to have like this strong feminine life where you like go out and get like this, live this lifestyle and you have this great house and you have these great jobs. And, and, but it puts like this weird pressure on too. And there's just a very, Barbie creates a really interesting conversation. And I'm just so happy this movie is like addressing seemingly all of that shit based on what I've heard. All of it. It's great. Yeah. Which is the coolest part that like, that's why, you know, the, the people that come out and talk about how it's the wokest movie I mean, I just can't, time. Like, I can't even begin. Talk? Like, all right. I was bitching about this before we started, but I'll just reiterate that the story of Barbie is the story of conversations around feminism. If you have any knowledge of the history of this doll in culture, then you would know that this isn't them just like attaching quote unquote. I'm so sick of this fucking word. So I'm not even going to say it, the W word to this movie. No, the movie, the, the property has always been steeped in that. And it's totally ridiculous. But my favorite part was when Arnold Schwarzenegger comes out and he just, after that giant explosion, he just goes, I'm the Oppenheimer. Yeah. 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 And then it explodes like, yeah. into three hours of more yeah, movies. And there's all these like skinless people or whatever. And everyone's just like, and then they fucking rock out and they do a whole rock concert now. Oh man. Too dark. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Uh, Too dark. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that um, Ryan Gosling stole the show because my favorite thing has been to watch him kind of devolve into what seems to be a kind of method acting that has taken over his entire personality and he's just kind of become Ken, you know, yeah, all yeah. the interviews he's given are like incoherent. So everyone keeps joking that it's like <laughs> he's the guy who was Ken. playing Elvis and then couldn't yeah, stop yeah. being Elvis. He's, he's got full Ken, never go he's full, Ken. full Ken. God, I'd love to lean into that. Oh, it'd be so great to just be useless except for some arm candy. God, what you know what? That'd be a fun one just to experience for like a day or two. What's it like to just be pure arm candy? You know what I mean? Sure. It's yeah. It's got to be kind of nice. There's not a lot of responsibility. You just got to hang on that arm. You know what I mean? Until it's not enough, Holden. Until it's, Until well, it's, it's not, not enough. enough quickly. I only said a couple days. I think I'd get really antsy after two days, but you know. Let's chill on that yacht. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, no, if we're getting on a yacht, we're getting on a cruise. And yes, we're talking oh about the summer God. of 99 Creed Cruise. Creed Did Cruise. we will it into existence? Yes. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I think the answer is yes, because only you, Jackie, could manifest. Literally on last week's episode, yeah. we were talking about the types of cruises that we would go on. And you said that, uh, like a Kid Rock cruise, but that wasn't Kid Rock. Yes. And I feel like that's about as close as we can say, to, as we about can be to manifesting close. a Creed. We're about talking about close. Creed. We're talking about Three Doors Down. We're talking about Buck Cherry, Tonic, Vertical Horizon. That's a name Horizon. I haven't heard in a hundred years. <laughs> Buck Cherry. The Verve Pipe. I saw the Verve Pipe, and Verve. in my head oh, I just wow. went, for the life of me, I cannot I remember. remember. That's the one they did. They just think that we were <laughs> wise and we're and that is like Holden. So I picked up Holden on our way into the studio this morning. And Holden did say, which you are very right. It is the opposite of cruise music. Yes. There's nothing cruise. <laughs> because even Kid Rock has like a party vibe, bro. All of these songs are about like just sad people, you know, thinking, hoping Jesus might. No, we're Talk the dishwalla. Come on. <laughs> this is also, I think we manifested this by our enthusiasm. Even though Matchbox 20 isn't on the cruise, the fact that the three of us enthusiastically sang um, 3 a.m. together on our yeah. last tour leg and then spent the rest of the week talking about how 3 a.m. and Matchbox 20 in general is actually like pretty good. Yeah. No, dude, that's why it was a weird, like, 
really integral part of the Barbie movie. Really? Yes. Really? <laughs> what? Yes. Wait, 3 a.m.? No, not 3 a.m., but uh, just the, uh, Push, the other song, the song I opened with. Oh, oh Push, 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 Push in Yeah, it goes the, bush. the trolley, yeah, right yeah, in the yeah. bush. <laughs> right in the bush. That's the song I sang up top, right, Holden? <laughs> That's part of Greta Gerwig's feminist vision. Push, push, push in the To push. the tune of Hot Dog, Hot Dog for Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, by the way. Push, push, push right in the bush. Man, you've you gotta... had that hot dog song stuck in your head for well, a while, bro. Well, when you hear bro. it every day, it's either that or fucking, I mean, we've got a whole slew of them now. There's the bubblegum song and there's the br- brush your teeth. Yeah. Brush your teeth, yep. But in my head, I'm just going, push, 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 right <laughs> in the bus. You got to give it that. You could probably touch. sing that to her, I guess. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I keep that. T- I think that's my own crazy, you know, <laughs> Then your wife hears and then she leaves you. But <laughs> that would be, man, yeah, what an like, interesting co-host we But I have. will say, it's 3 a.m. and you must be lonely. Yeah. To sing that one. Yeah, yeah man. Mean? Bring in the Matchbox 20. There's, there's a, there's a. Matchbox 20 songs happening right now and I I think I'm here for it. I think we I think we're here for it in the sense that we literally made it happen. Conjured it. Yeah, a little bit. I can't believe this cruise it is going from April 18th to the 24th of next year, departing from Miami to Nassau Bahamas and I am not Going to buy tickets. Oh my god, go! But who? I am going to look bring? and see. No one. I think I'd have to go alone. I think I'd actually. Not Jeff. No, there's no way he would go on this cruise <laughs> with me. I think that, like, I think that. I, I think he would, but I think it would severely, like, it could severely damage the relationship. He'd get into a fight with somebody <laughs> at least once. At least once. He'd get into a really bad fight with at least one person. You know, people be daring him to jump off. Like, it'd just be a no, whole thing. No, don't bring up the cruise I'm video sorry, again. It's in, the, it's in my brain. Your head is is in a dark place today, Holden. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm just about? not sure You're what scary. demographic we're talking. We talked a lot about the demographics of the Hallmark cruise, how it's going to be a bunch of really sad single women um, who are very... Uh, you know, culturally conservative. Oh my God, the ultimate Hallmark movie. The Hallmark cruise ship crashes into the Greek the cruise ship. Oh my God, and they find love. Yep. I love this there idea. There we go. I love, I love this idea. idea. I love there it. We go. I love it. Once, once we can make movies again, make that movie. Yeah. Yes. And the band Creed discovers, rediscovers the magic of Christmas and all the Hallmark people realize that like, Cut, you they know, can be cut a little yourself dirty. a little. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> like, get a little dirty. We can get a little yeah. dirty. You know, Remember cut yourself play then. No, they're not on the. Tw- the if oh my I god, wish. if Papa Roach was on there, I, I would be on. There would be well, no I feel question. Like that's more, is the three eleven cruise still happening? Is that's a cruise? I also, even though I have zero interest in the band three eleven, that's a cruise I really wanted to go on as well. There is a separate three eleven cruise from the Creed cruise. It is. That, you are stretching your. It's still going there. there. Those it's, is still happening. The people who might buy yeah. the Creed tickets are still broke from paying for the three eleven cruise. Oh be good enough. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Okay, Arrested Development, Love and Special Sauce. G Love and Special oh, Sauce. G Love and Special Sauce. Less than Jake. This might be more what? your. I almost did a spit take just now. I had water in my mouth. I had to stop from <laughs> spitting at my computer. Less than Jake is on the Creed Cruise. No, no on the no, three eleven cruise, dude. I missed yeah. it. Tropodelics on your ballyhoo. <laughs> I can't uh, you, 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 d- you don't have to keep reading names of uh, bands. The only, ugly the only wow. bands that at all matter are Arrested Development, G Love, Special Sauce, Less Than Jig. Nothing else I wow. even recognize. But bumping uglies, come on. Wow. Guys, wow. <laughs> I think if I were going to choose, I would personally choose the Creed Cruise. So you guys I, are I'm, both 311s? I'm team 311, so you're the, tie, you're the tiebreaker. Yeah! 311. Right. Sorry, page seven is going like on the 311 cruise because no. we can't yes. split up. We can't put Jackie on the Creed cruise by herself. Talk again, talk about demographics. I think it's got to just be a bunch of men ages 35 to 50 who are angry. You know, I don't know what they're angry about. But I think that they're going to be angry. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of honestly, you know what I do? I go with like I bring any of my single friends and be like, this is where you're going to find a husband. It might be just like one husband flash in the pan, but I bet there's going to be a chapel on board. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I think that's where we go and we find them some partners. I love it. The, a Hallmark movie in the making, man. Wow. Oh, absolutely beautiful. Imagine the smelly sex the on way, these boats. There's also a whole tight there's also a whole Titanic element to this concept. So they Don't fall in love. Don't put me in a sub. They Why? fall in love, they get married, and then the, the because they boat crash the other boat, so it's slowly sinking the whole time. So there's real stakes. I want here. it to be really, really slow though, so nobody gets hurt. It's more of an inconvenience. Yeah, it's gonna be Barry Lyndon meets a Hallmark movie meets Titanic. It's gonna be slow and dreadful, but but beautiful and sad. And then Creed is still play just like how the the quartet still played while yeah. the ship was going down. Creed is just like, can hey, you woo. take me oh, higher? No. He would definitely say with arms wide open because with in his brain open. it would be like a you know a god welcoming him once he goes into the icy water and not just an endless. But nothing. you need something to take you, you higher. And, oh, and I'm in a dark place today. <laughs> and I'm in a dark place. Endless nothing. <laughs> what did people try to go to work right now, Jackie? Christ. <laughs> Good Lord. We got to give let's pick him up with something here. I'm what do just, we got? No, why? Oh, I, I have picked everyone is up as high as they can because they're thinking of the summer of 99. Maybe you taken higher. Yes, we they were taken higher. Can you take me higher, Jackie? The answer is yes. Oh. I need to be taken higher. The All answer right. is yes. You can I take guess me higher. We can. I mean, is it higher to talk about Doja Cat or is that taking them along the same plane? It's a really interesting discussion that I feel like all discussions lately like have a root of interesting debate but the buck stops it it's all in the name of her protecting her new boyfriend who is extremely troublesome in terms of his past and allegedly I like, I like the exchange of the word problematic him. for troublesome it's, it's right? it makes like, it sound like a hooligan I want a new word I want a new word that doesn't oh, that signal scallion like oh oh we know what that means I want a new word that has no basis in like any anyone can be like oh he's signaling with that you know what I mean troublesome is great yeah troublesome is just that you're just signaling that you are an older man I'm, yeah I'm signaling I'm older I don't use the cool I, the, the cool kid slang I'm not out on the blacktop I'm not on the monkey bars I'm not saying the stuff that the kids say you know man, what I mean it would be pretty funny to watch you me try to navigate monkey a monkey bars. bars I would love to navigate a monkey 
monkey bars. You're just like hanging there going like, oh. Right, right. Oh. I was pretty okay at the playground equipment. Daddy boobies. But this oh, is the Daddy right. boobies. Daddy boobies. Oh, now we have to explain that. Oh my that. God, MJ. <laughs> what happened? MJ. So Holden I'm, has a new nickname, everybody. I'm changing, <laughs> I'm changing Winnie and Lexi's there and we're like, we're changing Winnie and I, I we just got back from the pool. So I'm getting her into her like dry and out of her wet clothes, wet bathing suit. And be, I have my shirt off and Lexi's there and she points at my chest. And not Lexi, going, Winnie. Winnie, well, I'm not like changing. <laughs> I'm changing Winnie, but Lexi's there. And Winnie points at my chest and just starts going, daddy, booby, daddy, booby. And then Lexi literally doubles over. She cannot breathe. And then she points a little lower and she goes, daddy, tummy, daddy, tummy. And then Lexi's now howling like a wolf at the moon. She cannot handle how funny this is. I'm sitting there. I'm going, uh-huh, okay, okay, all right. Okay, and uh, so there you go. So now we've got a new nickname daddy for me. It's booby. daddy, booby. What do you prefer, Smokey Joe or Daddy Booby? <laughs> what is, I think the question is, what do you prefer? Yeah. I don't know. At least Daddy Booby has uh, actually, actually, Winnie came up with a smarter, more creative nickname than those boys did yes. in sophomore <laughs> in like his junior year of high school. Smarter, more creative, so. uh, but also probably equally as cutting, you know, depending on right. how you... Oh, more cutting, <laughs> I'd say, at this point, because why do I care that I ran to lunch anymore? But I do care that I, you know... My cholesterol's high, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's definitely more biting and cutting. It's definitely it's a mortality issue at this point. Uh, uh, I, I apologize. We were talking about Doja Cat. I yes. just couldn't not. Uh, Doja once Cat. It, it oh, sparked in my brain. Let's you go know? down all sorts of avenues. I, so with Doja Cat, uh, the buck stops at, no matter what we're about to say after this, the buck does kind of just stop at the fact that it seems like this is all in the name of her protecting her new boyfriend who has a, hist- a, a profound history of, Quite the accusations against this dude. I, okay. I, all understood. I heard, Chef. They had to say all allegedly, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. There was definitely some. Oh my god, are you loving the bear though? I'm loving quick, the bear. MJ, you loving, loving it? Oh my god, are you absolutely loving the, the bear? bear? Okay, sorry, absolutely we completely in love with the bear. Uh, me too, by yeah. the way. Hey, I'm on the train too. Yeah, we're, we only have a couple episodes left in the first season. I'm loving it. Yeah, we finished season one. Now we're taking a break to do what we do in the shadows and a uh, little bit of the new Too Hot to Handle. I'm also watching Ooh. that. How's the new Too Hot? Is it worth my time? Is I feel like I I might be over Too Hot. Yeah, because I'm really steeped in 90 Day right now. I'm having like I'm back days. in all yes, my 90 Day. Hey, yes. <laughs> you know, Too Hot's thing is just kind of coming. I think that when it was during the midst of lockdown, there was something about the absolutely astonishing Christianity of Too Hot to Handle that was yes. like really fun. And now it's just like, why are you doing this to people? Right. You're torturing them in this, right. this weird purity thing. So I am enjoying it because it's the same. Th- if you've seen one, you've seen them all. You know? You've yeah. seen one, you've seen them all a little bit, but uh, I'm glad you're having fun with that. Regardless, Doja. Keep it going. Doja Cat, Doja Cat. We're talking about Doja Bad, bad, bad man who she is dating. Well, yeah. So apparently this guy is really, really bad news, like like deeply bad news. And everyone's like calling out that and being like, what the fuck, bro? This dude's bad news. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, that's just like not really defensible. But the part where she is kind of just like, I don't have to say I love you to you guys. I don't know you guys. Like, I didn't ask for this kind of level of fandom. And I essentially think- overall what she's doing right now is she, but it's not a new thing. No. Is that she is pushing. 
pushing away her fan base and is being very distant with them, but also being very aggressive yeah. toward them. Hostile, I would even Hostile say. Hostile is a good word. I think she she definitely does not like like super fans. She doesn't like stands. I think that's just very clear. Right. Um, and I, I I think that's an interesting take to have, is what I'll say. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think the norm now is to be like. Treat your stands like gold. Do anything to make them happy. Do not rock the boat. It is scary to rock that boat. And Doja Cat's doing the opposite. She's like, fuck all y'all. Like, I don't give a fuck. And especially, and I think this is like shitty, but also part of me is like, wow, that takes some fucking balls, bro. She's like, her fans call call themselves kittens. I just... And she's like, if you call yourself a kitten, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> I just <laughs> she was the one under- who, like, made that name, no, no, like, years ago. Did she? Oh, did she? She in the, created the In the, the article name? that you sent, there is people... She said she was making fun of everybody for calling themselves kittens, and then someone sent her a screenshot of her ah! putting out a poll saying should the fans call themselves kittens or oh, cubs? Oh, my God. I did not see that part of it. That is so funny, dude. I yeah, just so. wonder why why do this business? Like, right. if you hate people that like what you do or hate the way they show it, why be in this business? Like, this, it's not an easy business to choose. Get your money and disappear. It would be, you know, right? yeah, just- which is... Also, kind of what she said she wants to do. But I also think she is pretty, men- she might be mentally unwell. And I think oh, that she's sure, addicted yeah. to social media too, in a way. So she. That's why, because you're right, like, if she did have this disdain for fans, I think people have had this in the past, like, like major talents or whatever. I think they just try to, like, not engage, whereas she's doing the opposite. She literally said last year, I don't give a fuck anymore. I fucking quit. I can't wait to fucking disappear. And I don't need you to believe in me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And that is what she tweeted last year. And this is what she said about her last two albums. Planet Her and Hot Pink were cash grabs and y'all fell for it. Now I can go disappear somewhere and touch grass with my loved ones on an island while y'all weep for mediocre pop. That's so like I that's so insane. It's kind of fascinating. I agree, Holden. We have to like Trolling everybody though, I, right? I, in a way, I love it and respect it, like because it's just so insane to do. Like, I'm such a people pleaser too. So part of me is like, wow, that's fucking like I just not capable of that. Like what she's doing, and it's wild to me. And, and I think right, siloing off the like, there's no question we are having no debate or no um, hemming or hawing about the badness of the accusations against this person. Like, but just t- trying to silo off the how should you treat your fans question. It is. I do agree that it's just an interesting. It brings up interesting, you know, questions because I think I, I I'm sure that there's been stuff written about this, but my my as I think about it, I think fandom has probably drastically ch- changed and rapidly mm-hmm. changed in the last ten to fifteen years, right? Yes, With social media and the kind of expectation. I mean, the whole interesting thing about Twitter at first was that like you could tweet. I remember at some point, you know, somebody tweeted. Uh, a friend of mine, you know, tweeted something about ch- name of Steel Magnolias or something. And then the stars of the movie can then just engage with you on Twitter. And there was this weird flattening where it used to be when I was a kid and I was obsessed with Less Than Jake. Right. Uh, my only chance to see them would be on the 311 cruise or at a concert. You know, I could I could kind of worship them and obsessed with them. But if I was a teen now and my favorite band, I would be there's there's DMing on Instagram. There's there's Twitter's like this flattening of 
famous people and not famous people, which I think has had a lot of cool and good things. I think that was something that was really interesting about Twitter, that you could interact with people who you previously could never interact with before. But then with that comes fewer boundaries for famous people. So it kind of makes sense that some famous people might be like, man, this fucking sucks, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I definitely think there's an argument to be made of like, if you're an artist and you become a successful artist and are putting out stuff, you don't actually owe anyone anything other than, you know, that that is your job and that's the work you do, right? I feel like it's now just become this given that like you have stands and they have a name and you have to do everything to please them and, you know, the boundaries get a little weird. And I so, I, like, in her specific case, it's in the name of some, like, shit that I'm not in. Like, I fundamentally am like, ew, like this guy right. that she's with. But at the same time, I, I do have, like, I do find, I think there's an interesting discussion to be around, like, w- what is owed to fans and what fans are able to dictate. Because at the end of the day, too, I feel certain types of way about people going, like, you're not allowed to date that person. You're only allowed to date these people. I also, that that feels icky to me uh, at a point. You know what I mean? Like, it's not our place. It's not our business to dictate people's lives in that way. You know, it just it just gets sticky. It feels like weird, like territory to be in where we're picking apart these people's lives. And it's like and you can go ahead and say, well, they asked for it. They decided to become celebrities and that's what they wanted. But I'm dude, I'm going to tell you all day. I don't think paparazzi should have the right to take people's pictures like the way they do and follow people around and stuff. I'm in that camp. I don't think just because you became a celebrity or became famous means that all of these like morals go out the window. I'm just not that person. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a, I'm a small town kind of guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, Try no. that in a small town. Do Try that in a small Try town. Try that in a small town. I can't. Jason Aldean bullshit. I can't with it. Um, yeah. I, I, by the way, we were like, what do we even say about this? I think we're just gonna say he's literally never lived in a fucking small town. He's a fuck. He lives in a fucking mansion in Florida, and he has a full security detail. Uh, that song is written by four other people. So if you think he's a rootin' tootin' small town guy, I'm sure all our listeners think that. I'm sure they all love Jason Aldean. <laughs> yeah, Jason oh yeah, Aldean man, fans, I bet. Yeah. Oh yeah, lots uh, of. But if you are the one Jason <laughs> Aldean fan, or at least fan, if, if you are a Jason Aldean fan, you might not be anymore if you listen to right. This show. It's clearly <laughs> I think a, I would a, say. a racist dog whistle song and uh, exactly. it's shameful and lame and goofy and corny. And what I'm mad about now is just like the lamest shit rises to the top now in the name of fighting wokeness so they have to all listen to this song even though they secretly think it sucks but they all have to play it out of their truck now to make sure that it becomes the number one hit in the name of fighting this fake war against wokeness that doesn't exist and it's a giant waste of time to distract from you know the real shit going on right now like the fact that they cl- they cloned Jamie Foxx <laughs> oh that's that's where you want to go that's what you want to talk about after this <laughs> oh ice tea is not Having that though, I no. love Ice T's Twitter. Talk about an angry it. old man. He is just the oldest crank. He it may as well just be a man sitting on a porch, just being like, "I don't like that," you know. Poor, poor Jamie Fox puts out this very heartfelt video, and everyone's like, "Are you a clone?" BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer. Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. For those of you also that don't know, this has been like in the news for months. It has been just like the uh, Jamie Foxx's medical condition. And this is one thing that like I don't usually that's not um, that's a road I don't usually like to go down when it's like someone is speculating about someone's medical stuff. I think it kind of like yucks me out where I'm like, just leave him alone. Yeah, right. about privacy. Just leave him well, that's another example yeah, yeah. of what do you owe your fans? Right. He doesn't feel like he owes his fans an inside access to this medical emergency he suffered, which is, seems to maybe have been a stroke, but we don't know on purpose because they've purposely kept it airtight and yes. then and then the problem with that nowadays is if you want any discretion or any privacy then conspiracy theories start to happen right because you're not giving full transmit which is so obnoxious i mean uh remember what happened to richard simmons Remember when oh, everyone yeah. lost oh my their minds? God. I mean, I feel ashamed that I like listen to that whole I podcast. I also feel ashamed that I listened to the whole podcast because I felt because like the whole I think it was called Missing Richard Simmons yeah. when he or decided for, to, yeah, yeah, like he looking. decided to leave the spotlight and then there was like I feel bad that I was totally a part of that. We were doing page seven. I was gonna say I when remember, all of that happened. I remember talking about it on page seven, and it was like, yeah, what? And then what? What did we ever get any information? Was he just trying? I think to it just came down to he 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 was done. Yeah, he was wanted done. to retire. Because that job must have been exhausting. He had to be the most like exuberantly positive, right. happy, engaged. And he was having some health problems and he didn't want to be remembered like that in the spotlight. Mm. And good for it. He chose yeah. to. But anyway, sorry. Not to talk about resistance. <laughs> but that's. <laughs> no, that's, that's a perfect point. That's a great point. Same. This is the same thing. People create conspiracy theories over what happened because right. everyone thought he was being. Remember Richard Simmons? We thought he was being held hostage right. by like the woman that worked for him and all of these insane conspiracy theories. But one of the conspiracy theories that have come out about Jamie Foxx is that he has passed on and that this is actually a clone or an AI version of Jamie Foxx doing (laughs) his medical update because he just gave a quick, which again, he didn't owe anybody, but Jamie Foxx, I guess, or his team decided it was time for him to put out a, hey guys, I'm okay, I'm on the mend kind of thing. But this has been after like six months of him being MIA. Yeah. So, but Ice-T was just so, had to come out and be like, Jamie Foxx is not <laughs> had to come out into his defense. <laughs> yeah, it's and it and he and it's so funny that you think you're like, is that a joke? No, there's I saw legitimate tweets being like, they got another one. Look at the look at look at this side by side picture of this man who's clearly been in the hospital for months. Yeah, right. Look at this side by side of a man of a younger version of Jamie Foxx before he had a life-altering health problem. And now look at this picture of him now after he has had a life-altering health problem. He looks he different. He looks different. Oh. But, they, but I will say, don't feel bad if you did send this in as a celebrity conspiracy. It's obviously, it's it's a cut and dry celebrity conspiracy, but oh, yeah. we're dealing with it in the mage. And we did have a couple I mean, people don't, we get, we it. get, we love clone conspiracies. And so we love- Of course. We love we love. I it. live for it. I, and, and, and oh, in a yes. way, we're, we, we are the- Regenerators of what is the word I'm looking for? We're the we're the p we're helping spread these sorts of things around with our whole segment. We're you know what I mean? Spewing them is we're that the word you're looking them about, for? Spewing them all about. Spew them about. <laughs> and I can't believe we got this far into the episode and we're not talking about Ariana Grande yet because I uh, will say I on our even. 
I'm jacking with the holdies I, last Friday. I've changed my tune. I, 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 we had a lot to say about Ariana Grande's new romance. So last week we were talking about her marriage dissolving. Yes. But that had happened, it turns out, or it happened, or they separated months ago. So she's already moved on with someone. And the internet, of course, has been aflame with whom she moved on with. Well, my first take was so it's it's SpongeBob, it's live action SpongeBob. It is the guy who is but in the SpongeBob musical. But he's also he's a Broadway musical. star. His name is Ethan Slater. No, he's live action SpongeBob. He's That's what I'm going to call him for the rest the of his life. The voice of SpongeBob, who is Tom Kenny, was no. also in Mr. Show, and who also they both, by the way, look like each other. The voice of ah. cartoon SpongeBob and young ah. Broadway SpongeBob, they look like they could play each other, young and old, in a movie. But go on. I love Tom Kenny. He's so good on Mr. Show. So his funny wife on Mr. is so Show. good. On Mr. Show as well, who had to speak out in his defense and, and be say, like, it's not- Ariana Grande is not <laughs> stopping my husband. That was so cute. Oh my god, they've been together for twenty-seven years. I didn't know that she was also on Mr. Show. Yeah, yes. she's she. They're both so good on that show. I, I just, love and I Mr. love that they're a couple. And they're both, and then they both immediately turned that career from Mr. Show into a successful voice acting career for both of them. They're just killing. That's like the Hollywood dream. Yeah, I know. Like, marriage yeah. goals like, for sure. They're not in the limelight, but people love the shit out of them. Yes. They've brought so much joy to so many people. If they go to like a convention, they get that love, but they, you know, they can still walk around and not get like harassed on the street or be told they're a clone for the love of God. Yeah. Except right now, everyone's going to be yelling at him because they think he's the one stupid Ariana but it's not him. It's the younger one. My original take on all of this initially was everyone was like, look at this weird looking weirdo looking guy. I hate. How is she with this guy? And I was like, let him let her date a weird looking guy. I was like defending her, actually, which ew, I know. Right. It feels gross to say that. out loud. I want to die. <laughs> do, I remember you did this last Thursday during Jersey Day. You were yeah, like, it was like, everyone keeps making fun of him because he does look a little bit like a human embodiment of SpongeBob. <laughs> I just think, you know, and everybody, you know, he's a bit he's a bit off looking from what <laughs> everyone's ideal is, I guess. And I'm like, let her be with a weird looking guy. You know, yes. she's got a taste. You're right about that. That immediately changed as soon as I found out it's like wife of Ethan Slater speaks out blindsided by this information. They were ha- they were seemingly happily married up through the birth of their child. They have a six-month-old child. And then I'm like, man, that is so sad. He's such a moron. He threw his life away for Ariana Grande. And Ariana, I'm just saying, if you look at her history... She's a spider woman. She cheats <laughs> and is the other woman. Saw a TikTok, so don't Dude, she's mind done it like him. eight times. He began the sentence with, if the TikTok I saw is true. <laughs> the TikTok <laughs> video I saw is true. She has it. either been the other woman or cheated on her significant other. Like, multiple times like in many many different instances like mac miller was with someone when when they got together pete davidson was but then also like she has uh apparently cheated multiple times just her all right and i'm just saying she's maybe she's maybe she's evil whoa <laughs> i mean you did call her a spider woman she's already a bit of a spideress is what i'm trying to say right now. i don't know you gotta break up your marriage and your with a new baby because you have the opportunity he's to vote ariana grande idiot moron yes. and he's throwing his life away so don't think i'm just like it's all her fault i'm other woman ning 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 or whatever you want to say all right <laughs> yeah i would never say that <laughs> i would never say other woman ning 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 <laughs> Phrase. You want to say woke army? I know you're coming for me, all right, with your Barbie flags in your small town. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, this, between this side. story yeah. 
I spent a lot of time over the weekend reading about Jeremy Allen White's divorce, um, just because I was curious. And- oh, why were you so curious? <laughs> oh, just, so just curious. interested. Did interested. you look up the pictures of him running oh. and doing pushups? Some yes, he, very interesting pictures that came out of him recently. He may have just called the paparazzi to come take a photograph of him looking hot while running. It's the flip side of what Holden was saying before. I think that he staged those pictures, but so and him, you know, he also has two young kids and uh, newly divorced. And then honestly, Jackie, the other story that you sent about how Matt Damon was like in couples therapy, me and my wife talked about how I need to like take more time off so that I can be around the family unless Christopher Nolan calls me, in which case I get to go be in his movie. Mm-hmm. Which I think I mean, is, a, I think that's adorable. <laughs> and then Christopher Nolan called him. He's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, all right, go. You gotta <laughs> yeah, do it. We did it. Yeah, it is. a It's a great example of like communicating near needs and setting your boundaries yes. and all that. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, it actually, I, I, between the Ariana thing and the Jeremy Allen White thing and the Matt Damon thing, it is kind of interesting to think about how trying this life is on people's relationships, you know? Is that essentially why they separated Jeremy Allen White, uh, recently separated from his wife, but that, or or divorce, but because of the lifestyle, essentially? I think that what what I read was that there, I don't think it's been said explicitly, but that she, like, she had an Instagram caption in which she referred to herself as a single mom, Mm. and then people are like, being a co-parent is not the same as being a single mom, please Best, but she was like she changed it to then say co- co-parent but it sounds like she has expressed she might as well be a lot a of grief mom, yeah. for how yes for how absent he is yeah. and that he's in a different you know he's in Chicago right. like he's he's literally gone and he's but then his team is like he's an extremely loving and attentive and devoted father and he's around those kids as much as he can be which I'm sure is also true right. and, and I'm, like I was really sad reading about it because I was like this just seems like something where it just sucks for everybody and it I'm just sure it is for you yeah. I mean except for you it's, I, I benefit you're because the only I look at his his face. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But and, and it's just the possibilities in the air. You know what I mean? I think. Yeah. Oh, I think that's because I could. With I could pull up my yeah, life. If I get yeah, a phone yeah. call from him. I get to leave you. Is your caveat? You negotiate. Actually, no. For me, it is. Um, it's cousin. It's not uh, really. Bear that I'm wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, you wait till the second season. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Well, you guys better wait until the celebrity conspiracy. That's right. It's time. Hit me with the share. I'm sorry. Now I'm all, I got all like goosty. I'm I'm, like, I'm all basted over here. All right. (laughs) Sorry. Come on. Do you believe it? Is Miley Cyrus in a cult? Ooh, what kind of cult? Well, I will explain. It's a very interesting cult. This one comes in from Maya, who writes, Hi, Holden. I came across this TikTok that says Miley Cyrus might be in a cult called the Modern Mystery School, if you want to look it up, which is like a MLM with martial arts and Aleister Crowley ritualistic sex magic teachings <gasps> mixed in. That sounds awesome! <laughs> All right. Sign me up! The main tenet seems to be something called DNA activation, where the leader can activate your strands of DNA. Okay. I saw someone on Reddit saying they paid $245 for, quote, life activation, and the next step was 60, a 16-hour course about empowering yourself for $975. I also heard that they have children cage matches. Not loving it! <laughs> Anyway, there seems to be some evidence that Miley is involved with this cult and is friends with some of the healers. It seems like she met them right around the time her last album came out, and that's why she's not doing any promo or touring, etc. The attached TikTok is from user Michelle Talk, who shows a picture of Miley with two alleged healers working for the Modern Mystery School, who apparently drew Miley into the cult. 
Uh, the description of the cult from a user on Reddit is this. The modern mystery school models itself on the Golden Dawn and the ritualistic sex teachings of Aleister Crowley. The leader, Gudni Gudnason, uh, real name I'm sure, is an Icelandic native that claims to hold the secrets of a 3,000-year lineage directed back to King Solomon. At the heart of the mystery school curriculum was a technique known as DNA activation. Today, the process is referred to as life activation. Gudnason taught that everyone has 24 strands of DNA, 12 physical, 12 spiritual. Using a process similar to the energy healing practice Reiki, Jackie. Oh, yeah. But performed Reiki, Jackie. Reiki, Jackie. But performed with a crystal (laughs) wand rather than a healer's hands. Gudnason claimed he could, quote, activate 22 of these DNA strands. The technique has been passed down through the school's 3,000-year lineage. Gunnarsson said, but the knowledge required to activate the final two strands of DNA had remained a mystery until his extraterrestrial encounter <gasps> with a race of aliens called the Nathors. <gasps> he said he... <laughs> This is all it in this post. He said he bumped into them parked up by a lake in southern Idaho. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. It's like Slaughterhouse Five. Reminding uh, me of Billy Pilgrim. They go on to write that this cult operates on a global scale and is a big old pyramid scheme. Uh, thank you for potentially reading this. I'm currently writing this for my job. Hashtag time theft. Love you all, Maya. Yes. So thank you, Maya. Wow, Maya. Yes. I mean, they did show a picture with the two healers. The TikTok also um, kind of got into like the, the the absolute lack of promotion that uh, Miley has been doing. It seems like her Instagram has, they speculate that it's been taken over by a bot. There's just the posts are less personal lately. Mm. Like she's kind of being kind of pulled into this thing a little bit. Hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think? Whoa. I mean, I, I'm i not into, like, the, what is it? Child matches? <laughs> cage uh, matches. I love That's the part I love. Yeah, the children's that, cage matches sound fucking awesome, is, dude. You know, um, other than that, you know, for, just, it sounds like she's having fun, if anything. And by the way, if you guys want to get a circuit started, I'm considering just out of maybe just for now out of my living room hosting some child cage matches. If anybody <laughs> wants to sign their kid up, maybe I'm building while, a cage while this they're weekend. fighting, we can all activate each other's DNAs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll get my crystal wand. Yeah. Get your wand out. Oh, yeah. I've I've been scared of that. You doing that before? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. You always keep your penis away. <laughs> yeah, you what always, are you your talking penis about? Is always in your pants. It's not made of crystals. <laughs> my penis is always in my pants. That's my thing. <laughs> that is, that is it always thing. stays in my famously pants. Famously, always, always in, in your pants. My, yeah, in famously always it, uh, caged. Yeah, <laughs> too often maybe, for sure. For, I guess I believe. Two pairs of underwear. I believe. All right. All right, MJ. Do you believe, or do you think my penis is a crystal wand that? Comes out of my pants. I think if those are the two choices, I have to believe. <laughs> All right, there you go. Two believers. We've got two believers. Amazing stuff. And also, yeah. if you want to see if Holden actually keeps his penis inside <laughs> of his wow. pants, you should come and hang out with us this Man. weekend at our 12-hour... LPN Grind show yes. that is going to be going on this weekend. So check out this Saturday from 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, same time zone. We're not leaving time <laughs> zones. And that's going to be on twitch.tv forward slash last podcast network. Let's get loud. I'm leaving time zones because I'm going to be flying to LA to be there in person. Yes. So if you, you enjoy you. if you enjoy page seven reunited, which I do, you can tune in for that. 
I love it. Check it out. But now, get ready for the list. Oh, who's on the list? Jackie, gotta have that list. I did say that I. That I'm, this one goes out to MJ's kids, eight <laughs> celebs who had onstage bathroom accidents. I, when you said this one goes out to my kids, I was like, my kids haven't had onstage bathroom accidents. And then I looked at the list and I was like, oh, it's just because it's all about poop and pee. It's all my kids about favorite subjects. I just feel like they would love these little tidbits. They would. That Joe Jonas once had an accident on stage in the middle of a performance with his brothers. Looking back on the 2019 incident, Joe says when he realized he had pooped his pants, he quickly ran off to make a quick wardrobe change. While he thought a lot of people would notice, turns out no one really knew what was happening. He says, let's just say it was a bad day to choose to wear white clothing. Oh, wow. You think it might be a little toot? It might have been a little something else, a little something extra. It was a light one. It wasn't a full, so I was able to tell the tale. Jesus Christ, Joe Jonas. Nobody wants <laughs> that much detail. I like these stories so much and why I thought they were so funny because I don't always like poop and pee humor. But just the fact that people are like, I mean, sometimes it just happens. And you know what? You got to go. Uh, this happened once. The phrase, it was a light one. It wasn't a full. It's just... <laughs> Not working for me. I do not like yeah, that. Yeah, I hate it. I wasn't a fool. It like, wasn't what is, a fool. Then what is a fool for you? Uh, also, I'm sorry. If you're going to say you pooped your pants on stage, you can just let everybody believe it was a fool. Otherwise, you say you sharded yes. your pants on stage. It's a different right, act. Right, there's a difference. Joe. It's a different act. Like what Kelly Clarkson did. Kelly Clarkson said she found herself in a bad position after some food didn't agree with her stomach during a performance. She ended up almost pooping her pants on stage, and when she had the opportunity to run off during a quick change, she let loose in a trash can. Uh, my kids would love this list. <laughs> she says, I got some kind of wrecked up from some kind of food. We were in an arena, and I shouldn't tell this story, but like I said, my man, I don't have a filter. I had to run backstage to my quick change. I grabbed this poor trash can, and boy, I destroyed it. It was bad. It was bad. But I'm just saying it happens. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> You're telling me that Kelly Clarkson's green room doesn't have a bathroom? I mean, but I then guess she'd she have to go all go the way all back the way to the back green there. room. Uh -huh. So she was like in a hallway somewhere, not all the way back to the green room, and then just took a big dump so in the trash. She probably took a dump in front of a bunch of people <laughs> right. too, off to the side as right. well. So that's imagine just going like, "I'm sorry," <laughs> as it's happening. I love it. Kevin Hart was scheduled to perform a sold-out show in Norway when he begun to not feel well. He says he was on the toilet for about an hour before the show started, in the hopes that he'd get it all out of his system and by the time he was supposed to take the stage. Once he was performing, his illness was pushed to the back of his mind until the last seven minutes of the show. He says, I start rushing through the bit. It got to a point where I said, there's no way that I can make it. If I take a step, it's going to happen. And I made a decision. I looked these people in the face. I said, fuck it. I had like a little trench coat on and I wrapped it around my waist. And after I wrapped it around my waist, I said, there it is, and I finished the show. Wow. <laughs> wow. Good on him, though, finishing Finish the, the show. show. Finishing the show. Finishing the show. I mean, I, I looked ahead, and Lil Nas X is not here, but that was one of my favorite ones where he uh, ran backstage during his set, and he was still on microphone. He's like, all right, everybody, just let y'all know I'm shitting right now. <laughs> it's so funny. Have you seen that? No. Oh, it's so funny. He's on the microphone, and he's just like, all right, y'all, I ain't going to lie. Like, I had to take a big old shit, so that's what I'm doing right now. Like, he was, like, in the bathroom shitting. I mean, sometimes when you got to go, Especially you got to 
you're, mo- you're moving like that and everything. Yeah, and jostling it all around. You're on the road. I mean, but he's not the only one that can perform while also taking a shit. When Hugh Jackman was starring in Beauty and the Beast on Broadway, he had an unfortunate onstage accident. Hugh had, had previously been told by a doctor that he was dehydrated, so he began drinking a lot of water. He went to the bathroom right before hitting the stage, but not long after, he felt the need to go again. He says, I'd just gone to the bathroom, but waiting in the wings, I was like, bloody hell, I need to go again. I thought, I'll be all right, he shared, but says he realized at the end of his big duet, he wasn't going to be able to hold it. I thought, if I sing this note, I'm going to pee my pants. If I don't, I'm going to be humiliated. The actor in me took over. I was singing, thinking, wow, I'm peeing my pants. (laughs) (laughs) I love this list. But also, this list is really impacting me because I feel like I always... Always am afraid that I'm going to pee my pants on stage. It's uh, like yeah. a, it's one of the, my deep seated actors' nightmare fears. But I'm always like, probably people don't really. You always think you have to pee before you go out. It's the nerves, and then you go out. And for me, it always goes away because I can pee 20 times for the show. I always think I got to go more, and then it goes away on stage. But what if one time it doesn't? Yes, Hugh Jackman. Thanks for it's very that scary. It's very, but also like that's got to be. I mean, while you're singing and you're also thinking about having to piss at the same time. Patti LaBelle did the same thing. Patti (laughs) Bell was once performing at an outdoor concert where there was no toilet nearby. She says she realized she needed to go in the middle of her show, so her hairstylist grabbed a bucket and she ran off stage to pee. On top of that, she continued to perform while she was going. She said, I used a bucket. Nobody knew. They thought I was going back to change clothes. I kept the song going after that, honey. I kept singing. The band was playing and Patty was doing her thing. That's great. <laughs> and that's my list for you guys. I love it. Great list, wow. Jackie. Thanks, great guys. list. Great Thanks, guys. list. Terrible blinds this Stellar week. List. So really good list. That's good. I'm glad that maybe they even out. <laughs> no, they're not all bad, but it's definitely maybe maybe uh, I feel like we got some pretty good news stories in face of the strike. Maybe the blinds might have been a little affected by the strike. I'm not sure, but it was just a lot of uh, go really dig deep for this one. So uh, I think I'm going blind, blind items. Oh, oh we, we can't, can't see him. Hey, Tay in the wind. He's not in this week. Oh, so. wow. Okay. Just uh, throwing you just off. Just mentioning a bit. him. Yep, just bringing them up. Just bringing them up just because you're thinking about them? Well, I don't want to end on it, so I'll start with probably the dumbest, weakest one. This A-list illiterate reality star is trying to purchase this iconic sunglass company that was everywhere in the 80s. I feel like it was everywhere in the 90s into the 2000s, but I guess it was everywhere in the 80s. Kim Kardashian. No, but remember Oakley's? Yes, Kim Kardashian. What are the other ones other than Oakley's that was also around at the same time that everybody had and spent too much money on that was always in a kiosk at the mall? Ray-Bans? Yes, she wants to purchase Ray-Bans. And didn't wow. we bring up Ray-Bans recently? I feel Did like they I... go out of style? I feel like Ray-Bans are eternal. They're, they're eternal? Yeah, oh, Oakley's for sure. definitely fucking Oakley's did. Went Oakley's, Oakley's style. went out of style. Remember Surely. when sunglasses, there was the sunglasses oh, hut, yeah. and sunglasses was like the biggest fucking thing? It was a big, yeah. I remember my brother wanted Oakley's and like in like yeah. seventh grade or something yes. and had to really lobby my parents for the Oakleys. And it is so funny because I still remember what those Oakleys look like and they looked so, so stupid. So bad on so them. <laughs> so bad. But we thought they were very cool at the time. They were the Jinkos of this time. Yeah, they were so Jin- silly. The Jinkos of the face. If yeah, you they were face Jinkos. <laughs> they look totally different now, by the way. I just looked up what Oakley is you now. It's completely different than what it used to but be. But Ray-Bans, I feel like Ray-Bans is, a sh- is 
not a as, as much a brand of sunglasses to me as a shape of sunglasses. Like it evokes a very specific right. style. Well, same with Oakley. Oakley was like that goggle oh, kind yeah. of thing. Not it's anymore. Oakley not anymore. has a lot of cute sunglasses. Yeah, now. not anymore. They yeah, um, they've totally changed their well, I mean, for good oh, no, reasons. They still got some. They, they still, got still got some got of those. Some on there. And then Ray Ban, yeah. I remember Ray Ban was actually the the fancier one. Yeah. Yeah, Ray-Ban was really expensive, and I know that they have a lot of styles, but it's the aviators that I picked that I associate with Ray-Ban. That was such an important status symbol in like when we were in middle and high school. It was so important to get your Ray-Bans or your Oakleys um, and like sport those and and spend way too much money on them, and then because it was like the craziest thing you owned, be way too protective of them to the point where you're not even enjoying them anymore. You you can't you can't because you're so freaked out about them breaking or whatever. I still have that fear of sunglasses. I still don't want nice sunglasses. Don't give me nice sunglasses. I only buy cheap sunglasses. I only buy cheap sunglasses. Actually, I still need to go. I still need to go to. Get my prescription sunglasses. Finally, That's, I haven't. I still have not done. And you can that. be a real That's cool guy. And when you, if you ever forget your glasses, you get to wear your prescription mm-hmm. sunglasses inside, which is a cool, yep. cool guy look. And that, oh yeah, you're going to be real cool at the grocery <laughs> store. Well, speaking of really cool people, this disgraced YouTube star really doesn't have much money saved. She thought the easy money would last forever, and man, I hope that's true. And she's on a Miranda toxic sings. gossip train. Oh, yeah. uh, next stop, good manipulation I say, station. I won't even say her real name. Good riddance, man. I I hope that's true. I hope she's really suffering right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she is. She sucks. I don't even care. I don't even. I know I'm supposed to be better than this, but I just don't care. I know I'm supposed to be better. I mean, I want her basic needs to be met, you know. But beyond that, whatever. Yeah, totally. Yeah, mostly just because of her kids. But yeah. Oh yeah. Does she have kids? Yeah, she's got kids, which makes it so. Yes. Oh, I feel so bad for those kids. That's. That's, I mean, all right, I just need to show them the subreddit raised by narcissists like early. I'll just like DM them and be like, just get on this subreddit. It'll explain everything about why your mom's the fucking nightmare that she is. And and they'll give you help to to seek therapy. And like, because you, I mean, she's just textbook narcissist. So it's like, Nadia, it's so clear cut. Very sad. Um, but anyways, let's stop being sad and let's talk about faking it till you make it. One of the the foreign-born stars of one of the big recent blockbuster releases had an old interview resurrected where he discusses his penchant for faking orgasms during sex. Fuckers. Harrison Ford. No, one of the bigger ones, more recent ones. Uh, there are Indiana two Jones just from. came out. Huh? Indiana Jones just came out. What are... Killian, Killian Murphy? Murphy? Yes. Oppenheimer. He fakes orgasms? Yeah, yeah. How did well, you guys get Kelly and Murphy both out of nowhere at the same time, even though you were just talking about Indiana Jones? You said well, I, in my new you blockbuster. Said it's one of them. Right. It's a Barbenheimer, obviously. Yeah, yeah and it's I, a Barbenheimer. I would, if I'm going to choose out, out the gate, if it's Ryan Gosling or if it's Killian Murphy, I right. would say it's Killian Murphy. From the old article, Killian, who said that Meg Ryan wasn't the only person that could put on a good show, reckons there's no point carrying on with something that isn't working for you. He refused to name the girlfriend he has faked it with in the past, but said, of course I have faked an orgasm. You never think of men doing it, but it's just as possible. Wow. It certainly is. I just feel bad that he wasn't able to like communicate with his partner about, you know, where he was and like actually talking about it rather than just fake. Other ways sucks too if you're just dating someone. Like I've definitely kind of was was just not feeling it. And 
I almost feel like maybe I should have faked it because the other side of that was like, what's wrong with you or something? It was kind of oh, like that. I'm I mean, sorry that that happened to you as well. That's, <laughs> that's not how well, a person should react. Everything about, oh my God, dude, it was so bad. So I don't even know what I was thinking with this girl. So the first time we dated... We met for, um, I know he's canceled now, but he wasn't then. We met to see a Woody Allen movie, Midnight in Paris, which I love that movie. It's such a good movie. And she talked through the whole movie. I don't even know why we met to see a movie for a date because like, what is that? It's not a good date right. for a first date. She talked through the whole movie. And then afterwards she was like, oh yeah, I watched it last night. <laughs> so, and I was like, why did you agree to do this then? I would have seen a different movie. What the fuck? Like, it was so weird. And then I met her again in her weird apartment that was, like, at, all the way at the river. Like, if you go way, way east side, it took, like, forever to get to her apartment. And then we get there, and it's tiny, and it's hot, and the bed's in the kitchen. It's one of those. <laughs> and she wa- we watched a movie on this, like, weird, uncomfortable wooden bin. Like, nothing about the apartment was comfortable, including the sex. <laughs> and so in the middle of the sex, I was like, I'm just not comfortable. I'm not, in- like, this is just not working at all in my head. And then I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And she was just like, really? You can't, you know what I mean? I was just like, yeah, this is awful. Your bed's in your fucking kitchen. That's a horrible way to react. And there's no air conditioning. It's the middle of the summer. She should have been. There was like one AC unit that didn't work. No. Especially if I'm that hot, ain't nothing happening. It was too hot. It was such a bad two dates. I don't know why I went on a second date. Why did you go on a second date? Yeah. Horny in the city, man, I guess. Man, sometimes you're horny in the city. Listen, Killian Murphy, (laughs) if you want to try again, you know, I am also available. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Jackie calling the pod called the kettle black how many second dates did you go out with me? the worst people me? ever who me who was what was your juggalo's <laughs> name again mitzi stinky or whatever no yeah. squeezy. squeezy oh my god so many bad second like i've gone out with this guy again he's fucking horrific but <laughs> but maybe you know. this time he'll be better yeah <laughs> I don't even think you expected it to be better. That's no, the funny part. You no. were just like, yeah, I just hate my life. Just- <laughs> <laughs> but but who would you rather have fake an orgasm with you, Killian Murphy or Jeremy Allen White? Or me. Or Holston. Those Ew. are the three choices. <laughs> oh. Or, J- or, J- or, or Jason Aldean. Or Jason Aldean. Ew. Well, he fakes everything else pretty well. He fakes being from a small town and living in a small town, so I think he'd be pretty good at faking it. He fakes being a rootin' tootin' country guy. I just can't believe how dumb fucking modern country fans are. Like, like at least the ones that actually think these guys have any legitimacy whatsoever. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just such a joke. Like, you're just such fucking idiots. Anyways, Jackie, back to you. Um, I think that both of them really tick off a lot of the broody boy boxes that, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely need. But I think that, like, because of Pique Blanas, I think that Killian Murphy, I would accept it from more. Yeah. Um, just, but he's so like quiet and soft spoken. That's what I'm saying. So I wonder what kind of orgasm he's fake. Because it's not like he's going, oh, <laughs> oh, fucking god. He's probably just going, oh, oh, oh. okay, I'm done. Thank you very much for your services. Oh, cookie Why monster, does hungry. He sound like the cookie monster. <laughs> I don't know. That is not what he know. sounds like. Which one would you rather? <laughs> it's t- I'm I'm over here agonizing about it. I honestly, I would prefer that neither of them would have to fake. But if I know. I'm just thinking. I'm I'm feeling very horny for Killian Murphy right now. Um, and Jeremy Allen White, and I think that I choose Killian Murphy. All I right. pick uh, Jason Aldean so that I could cut his cock off and beat him to death with it, allegedly. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, do a Lorena Bobbitt to Jason Aldean. I think that's yeah, Lena, think that's Lorena justice. Bobbitt, New Game Plus, because all 
also beat him with it until at least he passes out. Yeah. Oh, it'll be plus. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. New game plus. I think that's Video good. game reference for yeah, you guys. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why are you acting like I need to stay cool. in this padded room in a, in, in, yeah. with a straight jacket on, Jack? Why are you slowly backing out of the room, Jack? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. Yeah, I'm not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie's little prisoners. I mean, I think. Can you see again, Holden? Yeah, I can super see again. I see fucking lovely faces. Aw, thank you. But I you guys as somebody else. Ah, Isn't he so funny? <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Page 7. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm, and you can come hang out with us um, on tour, lastpodcastnetwork.com, the release, the butthole cut tour. Coming back at you in September. Yes. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And you have to get tickets to Tampa. My family's going to be there. We got to pack it out. We got to give cool. Linda the show she deserves. Yeah. We need, we need people deserves. to buy as many tickets as they can and go to, for Tampa because, again, the... Um, emotional heft of that leg of the tour with Jackie and Holland both performing for their families. It will be. We need Potentially. I, I, I might be in Atlanta. Maybe not, though. We'll see. Okay. All right. Well, we got we to gotta pack Come hang out with us. We got to support our Jackie. Please. Toxic Gossip Train. Hold it. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. Holden. I'm Holden. You can catch me on twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho, putting out new apology videos every <laughs> single week with brand new songs. I'm Holden and I'm sorry that you're mad at me. Isn't that good? Yeah, Funny that is good. Non-apologies, yeah. that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry that you're upset. Um, but regardless, check me out. Twitch.tv forward slash Holdenator. So Monday through Friday, jacking with the Holdies every Friday. I'm going to be there in person this Friday. I'll be jacking yeah. with yes. you guys. Hey, I love yeah. that. I didn't even think about that. That's fucking rad. Yeah, so well, that'll be really fun this Friday. And then we've got the Subathon. We've got Murder Fist at Dynasty Typewriter in September as well. We've got Beach Blanket Bingo, LPN, uh, network-wide show in San Diego in October. It is fucking insane what we're about to be doing here. Uh, so catch it, catch it, catch it. Thank you so much, uh, MJ. My name is MJ, and I'm MJKLCat on Instagram. Hell yeah. Patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. Page seven podcast at gmail.com. Let's sing the song. Shout, shout, let it all out. These are the emails that you wrote it about. Come on. We're gonna read them to you. Come on. Hey, y'all. Thank you for sending in your shout-outs. And you can send in your own shout-outs to page7podcast at gmail.com. Just letting you guys know it's gonna be a bit of a longer one today because we've got some stories in here. And, you know, usually I cut down on the stories, but some of these were so good that I was like, you know what? I'm keeping the whole damn thing in. You can send in your own stories and shout outs again to page7podcast at gmail.com. And first up, we have Megan here with a shout out to their amazing partner, Eddie. Megan says, I'd love to shout out my amazing partner, Eddie, for getting a motherfucking Emmy nomination. He is nominated for Outstanding Special Visual Effects in a single episode for an episode of Wednesday that he worked on. He is so goddamn good at his job and also manages to be a kind and funny human on top of it all. I'm so proud of him! Love, Megan, and you know what? I'm proud of him too, Megan. Sending all of my love to you both. And now, 
comes in from Carson. Carson, who is, oh, my number one Fabe forever. I remember meeting you, Carson. Carson's got a few shout outs today. First of all, oh, to me, Jackie, you signed my copy of Akatar and the Kansas City show, and I couldn't articulate in that moment just how much getting back into reading has meant to me. My best friends and I have created a little book club to read smut together, and it's been so incredible to rekindle this love and band with my besties over it. Second, for my wonderful fiancé, Gavin. We've been together for seven years. Hell yeah, high school sweethearts! And every day I'm reminded how lucky I am to be in love with my best friend! I love you, Goob! Always stay stinky! And lastly, for myself, I recently got a raise and a kick-ass opportunity at work. My new boss started back in March, and the first thing she decided was that I deserved a salary review. Imagine my joy when I found out the rest of the leadership team agreed with her. It whoops ass to know my hard work is recognized and appreciated. Love, Carson. And I'm so happy for you, Carson. And congrats on the fiance-ship. And I wish you both all the love in the world, all the love in the world. Now, moving on to Joe. Joe writes in, I'm here today with a self-shout-out. You know I love a self-shout-out because I I think I deserve it. After being with my boyfriend for over five years, the two of us separated last year because I realized I was gay. Coming out later in life has been hard. I spent plenty of time grieving the life I thought I was going to live and worrying about how my life would look now. After years of feeling that there was something wrong with me, there's been a lot to unpack and unlearn. Heteronormativity is a powerful force. But I look back now and I could not feel more proud of how brave I was for making the difficult choice to live my truth. My ex stayed by my side as we navigated this big change in both our lives together through therapy and many, many honest conversations. The pain of hurting him was one of the toughest things I had to deal with, but staying with him would have only hurt him more and me more. I am so grateful to still have him around me as a friend, an ally, and as a dance partner because the man loves a gay bar more than I do. I've carved out such a life for myself, surrounded by amazing friends who support and love me for who I am. I never thought I'd feel pride for myself like I do now, but this year I have felt the most free, the most myself, and the most loved I ever have felt before. May anyone listening who needs the strength to live authentically find it. Queer joy is real. I am living it. It's beautiful, and it shouldn't be revolutionary, but it is. A quick shout-out to you, Jackie. Thank you, and all of LPN. Not only have you given me hours upon hours of joy and laughter when I needed it most over the years, but you all have shown me such a great example of what beautiful friendship and love looks like in so many different forms. It's inspiring to see, and I can only hope my circle of chosen family stay as close as you and all yours in the years to come. And if I may, one final shout out to my friend Christina, who you read a self shout out for not that long ago. Thank you for being a cheerleader, a fuck it hat connoisseur, and for introducing me to page seven. But then also Riverdale. I love you more than Dr. Curdle Jr. loves performing unethical autopsies. Viva La Gronky. Love, Joe. Ah, I love you, Joe. Thank you so much for sharing your experience with us. I think it's really important to hear these 
these positive experiences of what you have gone through. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm so happy for you. Hell yeah. Even though you said Viva La Gronky, I still love you, Joe. Anyway, moving on to Ryan. Ryan had an amazing experience. I just stopped by to give a huge, huge shout out to the best big sister and the best, best friend anyone could ask for. We scored three floor tickets with VIP soundcheck to an August D concert that's Shuka from BTS. We were so ecstatic. If you know, you know, but August D tickets in general were a battle to get. Think Taylor Swift as she underestimated the size of a venue she would need. It's the first BTS member to do a solo tour. I felt kissed by the gods. But then they realized that the security line was way too long and they were going to miss their flights. Except Ryan forgot for a moment that their sister is just as insane as they are about this concert. And my sister is very driven when she wants something. So without even questioning it, she starts looking up rental cars and calling the Airbnb. If we leave literally right now, we can make the 15-hour drive in time to get our wristbands and maybe take an hour or so to nap if we forego getting dressed. Spoiler alert, we got dressed up anyways. How do you expect us to be within 20 feet of Shuka from BTS and not be ready for a marriage proposal? We are going to make it to this fucking concert. And not only did we make it, we had a fucking blast. Once we got inside and experienced soundcheck, I finally took a nap on the venue floor while we waited for the rest of the place to fill up my head in my friend's lap as she pets my hair then the show started and i think the entire show had a different filter on it due to my adrenaline and sleep deprivation it felt like a religious experience i definitely cried a few times this is one of those stories that i'll keep close to me for years and years to come And it was only as magical as it was because of the people I experienced it with. Devin and Autumn, you guys are my favorite people for a reason. And I'm so happy to know you. Love, Ryan. I love your friendship and your sister, Fredjab. Next up on our shoutouts is from Oren, a.k.a. Taint Your Mom. And they say, I got to thinking about a heavy dose of middle school secondhand embarrassment and realized it was really a good for her moment. As I'm dancing in my Speedo at 2 a.m. in the kitchen to Taylor Swift after seeing Rebecca Black in Portland, I thought of this girl in a school talent show who sang and did her own choreography of a Hilary Duff song. Me and all the top dog eighth graders were like, what's with this girl? Her voice cracked and she was off key, but she fucking went for it. And she was the strongest and bravest of us all. She lived so hard at 13 and I need that energy now at 30 more than ever. I hope you're living your best life, Tonya. I have no idea how to spell it, so I hope the phonetic makes sense. And I think, I hope it did, Oren. And I said so much love to you both. And just for thinking about that, man, just the secondhand embarrassment really gets you sometimes. But sometimes you got to re-perspectivize it. Send a little bit of love out there. I also wanted to send a huge, huge happiest of birthdays to Aggie. Aggie has already been to our Release the Butthole Cut tour multiple times, and we can't wait to see them again. I hope you kick your 26th birthday's ass. You are a gorgeous human, and I can't wait to hug you again. Now, last but not least, I've got this story from Tim, okay? It's a long one, but it was so well written that I'm going to read it out, guys. So go with me on this journey 
of travel love, won't you? Tim says, first off, greetings from Japan. I am riding this on a bullet train from Tokyo to Sapporo and figured what better way to pass the time than to write in for a shout out. I'm a school librarian and therefore have summers off. I'm an avid solo traveler, so most of the time it's just me and my book bag flying cheap airlines to places far away from my usual life. I wanted to give a shout out to myself and all other travelers out there who have experienced fleeting romances while on the road. When I was flying to Vietnam and I had a layover in Frankfurt and Singapore, during my flight from Frankfurt to Singapore, an older Australian lady sat next to me and we made small talk to help pass the time. And I told her I was solo traveling. And in turn, she told me I was going to fall in love on this trip. I thought she meant falling in love with a place, with a food, with a culture. It's been years since I've been in a relationship, and the dating scene for gay men where I live is pretty dull. So I've learned to value my independence and friendships, and not tie my happiness to men. All this to say, I haven't thought about a relationship in years. Well, Jackie, this random old Australian lady was right. I met a guy from Sydney. He had an interesting job, had traveled to 60 countries, and even has visited most of the United States. He was charming and very witty and funny. We met up for beers at this dive Bangkok bar on the canal, and we drank so much the bar actually ran out of beer, and the next thing we knew, it was 1.30 in the morning. I also had my pretty woman moment when he paid for all the beers, and I was reminded how nice it is when people treat you every now and then. We spent the next few days hanging out, but he was staying in Thailand for the summer to celebrate his birthday, whereas I was getting ready for a flight to Seoul in a few days. On my last day in Bangkok, we took the train about two hours north to explore the ruins of temples in the sticky, humid jungle and cool off with mango smoothies and pad thai. We talked about everything over those few days, but we also enjoyed the silence of each other's company, like on that last day when we took the train back and sat in silence, exhausted from the heat and trekking up and down temple steps. I don't know why, Jackie, but this feels different. It could be because there was a connection that was felt both ways. He seemed interested in me and was the one to plan the temple trip and the one to invite me on it. I feel as though he knows me better than people back home. And that's not because I'm a secretive person, but it's because he's the first one to care enough to ask the big and interesting questions. When we had our goodbye kiss at a golden gilded temple near my hostel, I went back and packed my bag and got a taxi to the airport for my late night flight. About five minutes from the airport, what comes on the radio? Wildest Dreams by Taylor Swift. To say the timing was perfect would be an understatement, although that song is now ingrained in my mind for the time I shared with him. I can't stop thinking about falling in love again for the first time in years. We even talked about relationships. We're both single for the same reasons. We have standards. We're interesting people. We don't have time to entertain mediocre and boring men. In a way, our independence is what makes us compatible. But what happens when that gets compromised as you enter a relationship? Would we actually work out if we had to give up some parts of our independence? That night we had beers deep in the night when the bugs buzzed around the hanging lights on the water. I remember telling him about my job. How working in education has been tough as a librarian, and how I don't think I'm happy anymore. Without skipping a beat, he looked at me and said, Where would you go right now? I fumbled for an answer because he asked it in a way that made it seem a reality. I could go anywhere. 
We talked about our dream lives in other cities, what it would be like to live in places we were in love with as travelers, and of course shared stories from our various solar endeavors. We still keep in touch. He checked in to make sure I made it to Seoul safely, and I sent him a postcard from Kyoto for his birthday. But as I slowly make my way back home, and he'll be back in Australia soon, we will once again be on opposite sides of the world, and I wonder what will come of this brief but intimate relationship. I know it's been a while since I've dated or been in the dating scene, but I decided to let myself feel love, no matter how brief or how delusional it might come off to others. It has also sparked something in me to change things about my life when I get back, which traveling is wonderful in that way. It's like giving yourself a second chance. I just wanted to share this and give a shout out to all the travelers out there who have fallen in love while exploring the world. You aren't crazy, and what you feel for the human connections you make are valid and part of the human experience. Why even travel if not to fall in love with someone, yourself, and the world? Thank you guys for this wonderful podcast. Can you see why I had to read the whole thing? I like barely had to take some stuff out. I just like, Tim, I fell in love with you and I fell in love with your experience. I'm so happy that you had this and you're so right. Don't let anyone take that away from you. I'm so happy for you. Welcome back home. I'm sorry you got to come back, but I'm so happy for you for opening up your heart because I know how hard that can be. And this was a long shout outs, guys. And thank you for sticking around. If you made it through this far, I appreciate you. And thank you for understanding why I had to read all these out. I love you guys. Have a great week. Don't worry. We'll be back next week. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio... And producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.